there. Welcome to the Moving Up Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Wilson. I'm here to dish out practical advice to help you elevate your business and your life. I'm the CEO of the Wilson Group Real Estate Services here in Nashville, Tennessee. So you know we're going to be covering ground in the real estate industry. But you'll also be hearing from expert leaders in the personal development and entrepreneurship communities. So pull up a seat because we're about to have a lot of fun. It's time for you to move up. Heather and I typically end each show with the phrase, love where you live. Not only is it a great saying, but it is also the tagline for my company, the Wilson Group Real Estate Services. We not only help our clients love where they live, but we also love where we work. And in 2020 and 2021, love where you live and love where you work for many people became the same thing. It looks like 2022 may be a bit of both. Mm-hmm. So today we celebrate that phrase for many reasons. So we are here to talk about not only why and how you love where you live, but we have our amazing director of marketing at the Wilson Group with us today, Kelly Butler. Yay, Yay. Kelly. (laughs) Kelly was our former office manager. And one day you, she, I'm looking right at you, (laughs) came to me and um, asked if I'd be willing to create a position for director of marketing. And I really hadn't thought about it before. But as I did, we were growing so fast. I'm like, Kelly, that is a great idea. And she was already helping us so much with our marketing. So I consider that one of the best business decisions I've ever made and probably best personal decisions. Mm -hmm. Because not only is Kelly brilliant, creative, and incredibly user-friendly as a marketer and overall great person, but she is a true ray of sunshine. And I, I don't tell her that enough, but she yeah. really is. And if if you will see her face, I'm sure, on our email announcement, but we just thank you, our ray of sunshine, and you're wonderful, Kelly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. That's so sweet. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> welcome to the show. Welcome. And I will add, I think you're a natural teacher. You may not know this. <laughs> You have patience for days, and I have witnessed, I have watched you teach other agents in our office how to post an image on Facebook, right? Mm -hmm. and walk through every single step Mm -hmm. until they understand what they're doing, and that's phenomenal. You're just not (laughs) going to get that everywhere, so Kelly is also a teacher and has lots of patience. Lots of patience, and she's a mother of two children under the age of... Six? Six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who are adorable. And during <laughs> COVID, when her daughter, Violet, would come to office, come to work with us, and that was just so much fun. She was just a little mini you. And it's a blast. <laughs> yeah, so. she's a sweetheart. Y'all are so sweet to say that. Thank you very well, much. Well, it's true. So as we begin, February 15th was designated as Love Where You Live Day. Mm-hmm. And Kelly, I think you came up with that several years ago, maybe yeah. four or five 2017, years ago. 2017, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So... You may be wondering, why is February 15th Love Where You Live Day? Well, if your Valentine lets you down on February 14th, (laughs) or you may not even have a Valentine on February 14th, but you have a home you love, guess what? That home won't let you down and you love where you live. So we want to celebrate on February 15th today that you love where you live. Mm -hmm. So Crosby, Stills, and Nash, as y'all know, sang the song, Love the One You're With. And at the Wilson Group, we sing, Love the House You're With. <laughs> okay, um, so where, love where you live is, yes. is where I'm trying to go with that. So I'm going to start with both of y'all. I'll start with you, Heather. What does the phrase, love where you live, mean to you? So I feel like if you are not happy at home, 
you know, I think a lot of people would say their environment affects how they operate on a day-to-day basis. And if, if it starts at home for me personally, and if I don't love my home, my neighborhood, my commute, kind of all of those things that, that go together to make up where you land every day. Yeah. Um, gosh, that's, that's a really tough thing. If that, that piece of your life is not right. Good one. Very, mm-hmm. very, very true. Yeah. What about you, Kelly? I agree. It's crucial. And not only just the house, but the community mm-hmm. and the city. And as a Nashville native, you know, growing up here, I think that I've only ever lived in Nashville and I spent some time in Chattanooga and some time in Murfreesboro um, before moving back to Nashville. And I think a lot of us that grew up here became kind of cynical the last like 10, 15 years of so much change and so much growth and it was all happening very quickly. And I myself was very cynical and jaded at one point. But then I think when I started having kids and selling real estate and you know, purchasing my first homes, it made me realize like, okay, I don't have anything else to compare this place to. And it really is awesome. And every time that I'm able to take Violet or George to a new restaurant or a new opening or something like that, I'm just like, man, this, especially seeing it through a child's eyes, like this is such a cool place to grow up. And so when you say love where you live, yes, it is your house, obviously, because that sets the pace for everything in your life, but also where your house is located. And I think that Nashville is just pretty cool. I remember this was right after college and I had my first adult place and I had a roommate and she was awesome. And one day we were sitting down just sort of chit-chatting and we're like, how is it that we won the lottery of not only being born in the United States to the family we were born to, for me, not only in the state of Tennessee, but Nashville, Tennessee at the old St. Thomas Hospital, Mm -hmm. which then became Baptist Hospital, and being right here in this part of town, I mean, I am so lucky. And she Mm -hmm. was from Mobile, and she said the same thing for her. And we both loved where we lived. And then Mm -hmm. this new little apartment we had, you know, that was so exciting, being in your first place (laughs) out of college. Uh, But it's true. It's it's everything around you to help you love where you live. For sure. Mm -hmm. I agree. So, Kelly... I'm going to switch it back to you because now it's all about you. (laughs) Um, As you prepare marketing, let's step into talking to Kelly more in depth on real estate marketing and what to do if you're a realtor or own a real estate company and how to market and what you do. And I'm so lucky that we don't share Kelly with the masses. She is ours, (laughs) but she is here to share some tips and some really pertinent, insightful information. So I'm just going to let her rip, young lady. Yeah. So when you guys asked me to to do this episode, I kind of just wanted to come up with a few, you know, touchstones that are really critical to marketing, not only a real estate business, but any business. Mm -hmm. I mean, I obviously had a real estate professional in mind when I came up with this list. And when I come into the office every day, that's the industry that we're in. But you could take these tips and plug them into any industry and they all will hopefully work out for you. So number one particularly for real estate, (laughs) is to uh, get a quality headshot. And I know that so many agents... Please! (laughs) (laughs) I know that this can just get pushed off your to-do list year after year. And I know it can seem like such a burden, especially if you don't, you're not comfortable in front of a camera. I myself am not comfortable in front of a camera, so I understand it. But it's so crucial for any marketing that you have in this industry to have your photo on it. And especially in the world of social media and digital marketing to have a quality, not just one quality, but several quality headshots. And I recommend to all of our agents here at the Wilson group to, um, 
get a new set at least once per year, hopefully twice per year. We have a great local photographer that we use and some of our agents will have her do little lifestyle photo sessions at their listings, especially if it's a really beautiful listing or the skylines in the background or anything like that. Um, I think that the time and money spent for that is well worth it mm-hmm. and you will always get that back tenfold because you have you know, a slew of images to exhaust in all of your marketing. So my number one tip in this industry especially, but in any industry, is to get a quality headshot and update. And it keeps you relevant. I mean, your look keeps you relevant. I mean, if you're sporting something from 2002, I mean, Mm -hmm. everything was just very different. Or even 2012. Right. You know, if it's... Nine, ten years ago. Yes. And you want to still look like your headshot. <laughs> yes. Bingo. Bingo. You're too young to remember the glamour shots. But in the 80s, when all the agents were getting glamour, glamour shots. Did you know? I, absolutely. <laughs> I just think of you popping your collar and like that big hair. going. <laughs> yes. So. Okay. What else? So that is number one. Uh, number two, and this is one that I talk about with a lot of our agents, is um, social media. It can be very overwhelming, especially if you're in a certain age group or if you've just never really jumped on the social media bandwagon. When you're promoting your business, it's one of the best places to do it because for the most part, it is free. And my biggest tip is to hone in on one particular platform. Mm -hmm. So there's slews. Obviously, the biggest ones are Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, all the, you know, there's so many. I say pick one, especially when you're first starting out, pick one, hone in on it. If it's one that you already use in your personal life, just transition that into your business life as well. And um, my personal favorite is Instagram. I know that it's different for everybody, but if you try to tackle them all at once, you're just going to burn out and then not use any of them. So that is something that, especially like older agents, if you're trying to, to beef up your social media presence in 2022, that's my biggest takeaway is just focus on one and go all in. Yeah. Well, you, you are great at the social media. And what I love, which I never knew, is you could schedule your posts. Mm-hmm. So really plan mm-hmm. a, a calendar. For sure. Yeah. And I, I, I say to do that with a, um, I guess with a grain of salt, like just, just be prepared. Like things will pop up and things will happen to where that post may not be so timely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't say schedule too far in advance. Okay. But if it makes your day-to-day schedule easier, then yes, go ahead and have that schedule in the back of your mind or have it scheduled online, but don't go too far in advance because you never know what's going to happen. Just like on this podcast, mm-hmm. we record so far in advance, but yeah. if something right. timely happens that we need to talk exactly. about, we're going to pop that in there. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then next is big. My number three tip for any real estate professional is obsessively build your email list. So, Accru- accruing emails from your database, from your sphere, from your Christmas card list, from whatever it may be, obsessively work on that, edit it, add to it, and most importantly, use it. Mm-hmm. So if you are not sending a monthly or quarterly e-news- e-newsletter, I think it's something that you should probably start to do in the new year, in t- 2022. And um not only just newsletters, but you could do promotions for your listings, community events that you're a part of. Um, I know, Heather, you're really involved in your children's school. And so just sending out, you know, like updates or community events that are based around the school is just a great touch point. And in the world of digital marketing, it seems to be the most personal way right. to touch your people because it's coming directly to their inbox. It's not something that you're posting to social media that the masses are all looking at together. It feels just a little bit more 
personal. Um, and in the digital marketing world, it seems to be the breadwinner for yeah. return on investment. So if you're putting money into, you know, marketing via email platforms, and we here at the Wilson Group, we use Emma. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a slew of a MailChimp, Constant Contact. There's so many. Just pick your your fave and and use it. So if you hold an open house and you're getting these emails, add those emails to your list. When you have a closing, make it part of your closing checklist at the end of the transaction to add that email to your email database. And so from that point going forward, they're going to start receiving those community events or those newsletters or those listing permissions or whatever. And um, I think it's it's something that people don't utilize that they really should take more advantage of. And I can agree. I make a plug on that too? Mm-hmm. So for years at the Wilson Group, we've had this email that's called News You Can Use. Mm-hmm. And then when Kelly took over as marketing director, or didn't take over, started um, <laughs> our, as a marketing director position, um, she really fine-tuned the articles that went out. And it's limited to three to five. Mm-hmm pertinent relative articles that are happening in the middle Tennessee area. Mm-hmm. I knew for years I should have been sending that to my database and I never did. And then when Kelly started, she started helping me with that. And the amount of positive feedback I've gotten from that has been incredible. And with that has come referrals. I would agree. It's keeping you in the frontal lobe of your date of your clients. Mm-hmm. Right. And even though I wonder sometimes like, Oh, I get your email. They may not be reading my email, but they see my name in their inbox. Yes. And it says news you can use. Mm-hmm. And right. with a little happy face or whatever you put in there, mm-hmm. it's, it's something relative, I mean, important. But I just, I want to thank you for that because that really yeah. works. Just sure. the name, them seeing your name in the inbox yeah. to keep you front of mind. Absolutely. And I take the news you can use that you send for Christy and you send it to the agents at the Wilson Group. Right. And I'm able to republish those same articles mm-hmm. in my newsletter. That's right. And I can track my clicks. Mm-hmm. I get the most clicks on news you can use. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. It's an easy and it's so well curated. For sure. I mean, it's, it's all almost real estate or... Super cool Nashville yeah. related. Yeah. I, I try to keep it relevant. And, you know, in this day and age where you're bombarded with news all the time, just to keep it to the ones that might actually be important to you or your, to your community and keep it kind of localized. So thank you for saying that. Yeah. No, it, it's a big, it's a big plus. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, I'm Harry Allen, co-founder and chief relationship officer of Studio Bank. Studio Bank is passionate about what our members create, and we're here to support you through the process. We provide capital and services to build businesses. We offer mortgage and home loan options, whether you're a first-time home buyer or purchasing your fifth home. We work with artists to reach their audiences. We help nonprofits transform our community. And often, the most important work we do is simply empowering individuals to pursue their dreams. We're here because what you create matters. Let's create something together. Visit studiobank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, NMLS number 1761767. I would say the reasons why maybe newsletters, I think mm-hmm. they kind of died off, but I think now they're coming back. For sure, yeah. And your pros and cons are great. Okay. 
Um, so with email marketing, I think that, um, well, one of the pros to email marketing, especially if you're like a data nerd and you like analytics, once you send out an email blast, you can track to see like, okay, who's opened mm-hmm. it, who has opted out, who has clicked, what did they click on? And so if, you know, some people are, are data minded and some people are not, but if you are data minded, I think that that's a really great way for you to just take, take a snapshot of, you know, what's, what's happening here. Some other pros to email marketing versus like social media. Um, With social media, there's ever-changing algorithms. So the way that our posts and our content are getting promoted and getting seen, it changes across platforms and from time to time. You know, it's frustrating when you like, especially you... For older people, they finally get a hold on Facebook and then they log in and it's like totally changed around and like <laughs> you can't find anything. It's it's just very frustrating. And not to say that that doesn't happen with email marketing platforms as well, but there's no algorithm to fight and you're just putting the content out there. And another really great part of it is that you own your email list. Your mm-hmm. email list is yours. Your followers are not yours. Right. They can unfollow you at any point and... Um, and you really don't know, you know, and so but those emails, obviously, they can opt out um, or unsubscribe, which is, you know, we all opt out and unsubscribe constantly to things. Um, but just know that, that that's something that you own, you know, like, and so if you haven't sent out a newsletter in 10 years, you still have those email addresses from 10 years ago, start it back up, they're mm-hmm. going to get it again, you know? Yeah. So moving on um, to my fourth marketing tip. And this is something that I do for a lot of our agents here is, um, uh, Physical mailers. So sending something in the mail to your people. I love these. Yes. Be it your neighborhood, if you're farming a community, if it's your data, if it's your database, if it's your sphere, um, just sending out a physical mailer. And I typically recommend doing it once per quarter. As far as um, individual agents and their marketing budget, this can eat up a lot of your budget. It can be very, very costly. I just sent out a just sold postcard for uh, a transaction that we had, and it went to over a thousand people, and it cost the agent like six hundred dollars. So that's a big chunk of change, you know. But you know, sometimes you got to spend it to get it. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. In that situation, were they sending it out to the neighborhood? where that property sold or mm-hmm. just to their database? They were sending it to the neighborhood where the property sold. Okay. So, you know, it was something along the lines of, you know, hey, you've got a new neighbor and this yeah. house sold for X amount of money. Um, if you're curious about how much yours is worth, just give me a call. I'm happy to yeah. put together a market analysis for you. Okay. So just keep in mind that it's sort of a long game when you're sending out physical mailers, especially to strangers or mm-hmm. to if you're what we call farming a neighborhood. So you're not going to see immediate results and it may take years and you know it can be frustrating at times but if you're if you do the research and you look into like okay how do you do this how does it work when does it get come back to you it's a long game so just keep that in mind and you're Uh, right it's a year and a half minimum mm -hmm. sometimes two years yeah Mm -hmm. for sure and if you're not the kind of person that wants to send out physical mailers to a certain neighborhood or to total strangers please at least send them to your people your database your christmas card list you know, Heather, you have one of my favorite mailers that we send out, which is your kids' sports schedules. So basketball, oh, yeah. football, baseball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And I know you get a great response from that. I do. I've been sending it for several years now. Thank you, Kelly. <laughs> Kelly <laughs> creates it looks good. them and sends them for me, which is a huge perk here at the Wilson Group. So thank <laughs> you so much for that. You're welcome. But I do get a response. Yeah. And I think a family behind me at a football game said, we didn't get your postcard. And mm-hmm. it could have gotten lost to the mail. I know they're on my list, right. which I need to print extras. Remind me that next okay. time. Okay. But yeah, no, people respond. They look for it, especially, mm-hmm. you know, find something in your community community if it's not school specific that people are drawn to totally and send out a reminder on that your Mm -hmm. list is smaller and you're not casting such a big net Mm -hmm. and then create a tradition do it over and over and over again that's right I agree and I think too you know like yours is obviously your kids sports schedules but if you don't have kids or your kids don't play sports send the pred schedule yeah the titan schedule absolutely you know like I have the titan schedule on my fridge right now and it's just a magnet that I got but if it had a a realtor's face on it, it would be on my fridge right now. You know, mm-hmm. so another thing that I think is really beneficial to send out is community events. So if you live in a certain part of town and you, you know, and most of your friends and family and database also live in that same part of town, send out what's going on, what events, if there's a craft fair coming up or anything like that. Um, people just like to, you know, they get so much junk in the mail. So to get something that is informative, mm-hmm. um, I think is always really nice. And same thing with um, informative if you're farming a certain area or even in your own neighborhood, if you live in a subdivision or whatever, you can send out to your neighbors, hey, this is what's active on the market right now. This is what's under contract and this is what has recently sold and it sold for X amount of dollars because people are going to find that interesting. You know, if you live in a super hot area and you're just getting bombarded with those things from other real estate companies or developers, then that might be something that you shy away from. Right. But if you aren't in a neighborhood like that, then people are going to find that really interesting. So basically what you're saying is send something of value. Mm-hmm. All these things bring value to the person reading that postcard or that yes. letter. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it can be informative in a real estate way. It can be informative in a community way. Mm-hmm. It can be just, you know. In a fun way. Yeah. Just keep it valuable. And then another thing about mailers is um, note cards. So we're all about the note cards. <laughs> and I know I hand deliver most of my note cards, but if you just send a simple hello, a simple happy in the mail, it can go so far with someone. And I know St. Patrick's Day is coming up and um a lot of our agents will send out like a little scratch off lottery ticket in the mail and say like the luck of the Irish to you, you know, oh, or something cute. cute like that. Yeah. Like feeling lucky. Yeah. 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 Just a little happy like that goes a long way and it can have nothing to do with real estate, but you know, you're just staying on, on top of people's mind, you know, like oh, Heather's so great. And she's also a realtor and Oh, we want to, downsize you know like it's all about the association so and we just won $25 on that lotto yeah <laughs> there you go exactly let's go buy one yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> um so yeah I think just my tips for the Wilson Group agents is to at least send one per quarter be it a postcard be it a handwritten note card whatever just make sure you're doing at least one per quarter mm-hmm. is what I usually say good I love it and then finally my fifth tip for marketing to real estate professionals, create a simple style guide. So a lot of people don't really know what a style guide is. Basically, just put together your, like if you want your marketing to look cohesive, be it your social media marketing, be it your your print marketing, whatever, make sure that you have your preferred fonts that you use. Um, I usually do two or three or four fonts to, to keep in your 
your little suitcase of, of mm-hmm. what you always use. Uh, same with colors. So if you have, like the Wilson Group, we have blue and yellow. And so that that's a, a recurring theme in all of our marketing. But some of our agents try to shy away from the yellow or try to shy away from the blue. And so then they bring in a, a different color. You know, like just, just have your core fonts, your core colors, your core elements that you use. The sunshine, for instance, is our one of our major elements in our branding and our marketing. Some people use a key. Some people mm-hmm. use a pineapple. You know, it's just there's so much that you can kind of set yourself apart by using. And granted, some companies may or may not let you do that in your marketing. But um, just having that core guide that you can refer back to when you're going to make something or your marketing director is going to make something or whoever if you're making a brochure, if you're revamping your social media, if you need a sign for an event or whatever, you already know, okay, well, these are the fonts that I use. These are the colors that I use. And these are the elements that I use. This should be pretty easy to put together. And even if you're not a designer or you're not creative or aesthetic uh, naturally, there's so many sites out there that'll just help you put this together. Obviously, the most popular is Canva. So for anybody listening that hasn't experimented on Canva, it's just, it's canvas, but without the S at the end, dot com. And it is great for the beginner graphic designer who doesn't really have an experience. It's yeah. very user-friendly and um, it's free. There's obviously a, a premium that you can pay. It unlocks more fonts and more colors and st- or more uh, elements and stuff, but it's awesome. I have stopped awesome. using Photoshop. <laughs> I have. Really? Yeah. I have stopped using Photoshop. And, and what's wonderful about it is Kelly will create, like she has kind of a package, I guess, of things that you've mm-hmm. made for me over the years. Mm-hmm. And she can share those with me. I can look at it, make some changes, send it back to her. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's very group and team friendly. And I think if you don't have your own sort of marketing for your own specific business, just go on there and just say like, okay, I'm, I like this font and I like this font. Let's put them on here and save them. Let's put these three colors next to each other and see how they mm-hmm. look. So when you do go make your next post or your next brochure, you don't have to start from scratch. And it's just a, a really simple way to, to set you, yourself up for success in the future when you're going to design something or have someone design it for you. Cool. So let me ask you a question, Kelly. We've talked a lot about social media and staying cohesive and creating your brand. Do you recommend for agents to have a website anymore? Do you think people are using the websites like they used to? Sure. I mean, I think that if you're starting out, I don't think it's entirely necessary. I mean, if you're a Wilson Group agent, you have your own landing page of your own here on our website. So it would be like wilsongrouprealestate.com slash agent slash Heather Warmbroad. But a lot of people utilize Facebook business profiles for that, Instagram business profiles for that. You will see really savvy, marketing savvy, younger, brand new agents, those sort of start to have their own website from the get-go, and that's great. I don't think it's a requirement. If it's something that you're good at naturally, you're good at design, you're good at marketing yourself, then why not? You know, because there's so many sites like Squarespace and Wix where they make it so easy for the beginner yeah. to just make one and affordable too. You know, back in the day, you had to spend a ton of money mm-hmm. to, to build your own website and mm-hmm. it looked terrible. And so now they've made it just so much easier. So yes, if you have the time and you have the wherewithal, go ahead. But if you don't, I wouldn't worry about it. Cool. 
Very good. Mm-hmm. Well, Heather, do you have any more questions for Kelly? <laughs> I'm excited to have Kelly back. We need we need to have you back <laughs> and do a deep dive into yeah. Instagram accounts. Oh, and I could talk a lot about Should you have Instagram. two accounts, a business account, a personal account? <laughs> I could talk a lot about I that. I know. We could do a whole episode on all of those things. So <laughs> yeah. thank you. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, guys. This was very fun. It Just has a been great, Kelly. tip of the iceberg with Kelly. <laughs> That's right. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in today. And we want to say happy love where you live day and enjoy it and go hug your home. Y'all have a great one. (laughs) The Wilson Group Real Estate Services is one of Nashville's top premier boutique real estate firms. We specialize in working with buyers and sellers for housing, investment, and commercial needs, as well as offering a full service property management division for your investments. Check out our website today at wilsongrouprealestate.com. Hey, if you're loving the show, go find that little follow button on your podcast app. This will ensure you won't miss a single episode. Until next time.